0: Love Talk Radio. I you know I think, oh the crap you know and they finally put the put the old bastard uh, down you know on Wednesday thank God, but it's like you know the whole thing is just a nightmare and I've got a couple of articles that I think should are important to know more about it about the Bush legacy and I covered it on the radio by the way G W Bush legacy like and and I have a lot of a lot of um, a lot of articles on my on my website. Uh uh, dating you know throughout the years, But especially through the uh, uh, World War years, not World War years, I'm sorry, the um, the, the war years, the uh, beginning of the anti-war movement back in uh, you know 2002 and uh, before we invaded Iraq in 2003, um, and then again in 2004, I did two two uh, feature-length documentaries on uh, on those shows on those um, those uh, where I covered those um, events, uh, and I, uh, you know, I, I put them on uh, feature documentaries, and I, I put them on uh, television and or on access television throughout Massachusetts, New York, and upstate uh, um, New York, and, um, and in Connecticut. So, but it's important for me to uh, to, to, to to state that we have uh, we the, the, this nightmare of the Bush family. Uh, going way back, way back, okay, to to to, to uh, the, the turn, you know, way back to the uh, early 20th century, um, uh, with Prescott Bush, who was also uh, who who owned several companies and was involved with the with the creating of Nazism and in, in uh, financing actually and supplying uh, the Nazis in, in Nazi Germany, all right, during the during the 30s and 40s, and. Um, this was the, this is the legacy, and he was a senator, by the way, of Connecticut. But this is the legacy of the Bush family, and then then uh, 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 Yale uh, George H W Bush, all right? Uh, Yale graduate, Skull and Bones uh, uh, of, uh, uh, president. Okay, recruited into the CIA, which is what they usually do. And then, of course, he became, you know, President of the United States, all right, after some of the other problems. But, um, but I, what I wanted to talk about tonight, and I want to read this article, uh, it's on my website, uh, and it will be there for, you know, permanently. But um, it's important that, uh, I wanted to read this so that the, to, get, to gain an understanding of what Bush was. Bush won, okay, and uh, Bush Sr., and, of course, his family. And I call this article the uh, Fabrizing, again, Fabrizing, the G.H.W. Bush Funeral and Horrid Stench of the Bush Family Legacy. That's a great sermon, huh? I thought so. That's some of the religious tone to it, but... Let's uh, let's begin. I wrote this. I've, I've I've I have some quotes, and I'll I'll mention those when I have some quotes in this article as well from different uh, articles. But uh, but I I wanted to begin. The stench of the Bush family smelled around the world for decades. Was Febrezed this week by the elaborate display of institutional hypocrisy, overlaid by the pathetic news media. Bush family accolades and all-day coverage of praise for G.H.W. Bush by C-SPAN. As a mature adult, American adult, who lived and worked during the G.H.W. presidency and the presidency of his idiot son, G.W. Bush, I can attest to witnessing the two most destructive and corrupt administrations and crime family the world has ever known. That's quite a statement, but it's true, folks. Born in Connecticut as the first son to a wealthy senator, Prescott Bush, G.H.W. Bush was given every advantage that wealth and political position could provide. Prescott Bush was one of the directors of the several companies that funded Hitler and Nazism in Germany. This is known fact and has been documented and written about in many biographies about Prescott, Bush, and his family wealth and politics. As a sample of facts, uh, I, um, I I refer you to uh, uh, TheGuardian.com. Uh, guardian.com slash world slash 2004 slash September slash <laughs> 25. Just go to my website, you and check it out yourself. But these articles are... are uh, from, you know, legitimate groups and magazines and research uh, papers that have been done. Um, and I published on online, of course. The ties between Hitler. The ties between Hitler's Nazi and American businessmen, such as Henry Ford, Everill Harriman, and uh, now this is a quote from, I'm giving you this quote from... Uh, uh, DigitalJournal.com, okay, and um, and, and, the, and the, the 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 title is called "Grandpa Traded with the Enemy," for three years before assets were seized. That's correct. They, uh, let me I'll redo that, and it'll explain. This is a quote from that article. It says, "The ties between Hitler's Nazis and American businessmen such as Henry Ford, Abel Verman, and Senator Prescott Bush." the father of George H. W. Bush, have long been cited in in lawsuits filed by Holocaust survivors seeking compensation for their suffering. The late Senator Prescott Bush's German assets were seized in 1942 by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt under the Trading with the Enemy Act, which also carried prison penalties, which Bush um, escaped. Historical scholarship over the last decade shows that Bush was deeply enmeshed in business, uh, which was vital to the rise of Nazi Germany and almost certainly knew that his profits were driven by slave labor. Now, there's another article called The January 27th Anniversary of the Liberation of Auschwitz by the Soviets was the last decade anniversary, which most survivors expected. In a groundbreaking report, the New Hampshire Gazette uh, said in uh, 2003, and uh, Bush Nazi Link confirmed, and I, I know the author, I met him, on the, I had him on my show, my program actually uh, back in those days. And that was when I was on FM radio. The document from the National Archives shows the business that the Bushes, as Harriman's shipped valuable, uh, the Bushes and Harriman's, the two companies there, okay, uh, uh, company uh, chairman there. Uh, shipped valuable U.S. assets including gold, coal, coal, steel, and U.S. treasury and war bonds to their foreign clients overseas as Hitler geared up for his 1939 invasion of Poland, the event that sparked World War II. Uh, That's got to tell you something, folks. huh? That's what these Prescottian Bushes and, you know, G.H.W. Bushes and all these Bush butts, you know, they're all... You know, they're all uh, uh, genocidal, greedy sons of bitches that just, you know, invade countries and, you know, fascists. They're obviously fascists, right? And uh, and so, you know, let, let, let's move on. I'm sorry I got a little off, but, hey, this is a sermon. Sermons are supposed to do that, okay? are all the ones I ever heard. But, of course, this is a sermon from the left, so expect a little, um, you know, Excitement. <laughs> um, let me get back on track here. Uh, previously, the families of American industrialists such as Bush have maintained that their business ties with the Third Reich were at arm's length, and that the companies were aware of what Hitler was doing to the Jews and others displaced persons. The um, American companies were heavily involved in German business. Uh, during Hitler's rise between 1933, when Adolf Hitler consolidated dictatorial powers uh, after the Reichstag fire, through the 1939 invasion of Poland, and even after the bombing of Pearl Harbor and the declaration of war, um, sorry, the declaration of war um, upon Germany by the United States. Many say that the German economic miracle, in fact, was built on slave labor of Jews, Poles, and other undesirables, and in quotes. Okay, uh, and under the Nazi regime. And you can you can get more from uh, digitaljournal.com. Grandpa traded with the enemy for three years. Okay, uh, that's the name of the the article. Um, Now, the rest of it is uh, the the next paragraph I I wrote. um, This was only the beginning of the nefarious affairs of the Bush family. The world and the U.S. also forget the Bush family ties to Nazism, but also to the New World Order and the genocide in globalism designed for the 21st century first made public by G.W. Bush during his presidency. I don't know if anybody remembers, but most people will remember the New World Order came from George W. Bush. The following is a link to one of the most inclusive Bush family bio websites and all of their connections to world catastrophes, wars, corruption, corporations, and presidential policies that have murdered millions of people, destroyed civilizations, and caused countless wars and atrocities throughout the world. Let me quote uh, where this comes from. It's a uh, biblio, uh, bibliotech, uh, bibliotech appellate, okay. B I B L I O T E C A P L E Y A D E S about four dot net, okay. Um, and just put in, the um, uh, just go to my website. It's so much easier, to, you know, to, to to just go there and copy and print the thing and put it up. But uh, you go there and it, it it's amazing. It's tremendous the amount of information that's on that site. Uh, all about and it all involves the, the Bush years, um, including videos, documentaries, and uh, but mostly um, but but articles, upon articles and and essays that uh, you know explaining. Global involvement of the Bush family for 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 almost uh, for for nearly a uh, century. Okay? Started in 1933, and uh, it's still it's still prevalent today right? in the Bushy in the Bushy world. Right, there's still arm dealers, and there's still uh, I'll tell you. Well, I'll, I'll go on. Um, Also, the following article shows that G.H.W. Bush's connection to Skull and Bones' fraternity at Yale University, which as was and still is the recruiting arm of the CIA and future presidents, all sons of the wealthy and influential American elite. And I'll give you that one. That's biotech escalates again. Um, same, same, uh, just put in uh, Skull and Bones. And, uh, these are only a few of the facts in history of the Bush family. G.H.W. Bush was appointed CIA director by Gerald Ford in 1976. However, G.H.W. Bush was with the CIA during the Nixon years and the Kennedy assassination. All right. Now, this, this is not, um, I'm not quoting anybody here. This is my own words, and this is my own facts, and, you know, I know this for a fact. These, these, these facts are facts, uh, documented facts. The following article is the link to Bush's CIA involvement and his involvement with the JFK assassinations and the Warren Commission cover-up. Nixon fired all his administrations connected with the Bay of Pigs and JFK assassination, except for George H. W. Bush, stating that, and this is quotes, and this is by this is this is this is, this is a quote by uh, Nixon. He will do anything for the cause, meaning um, George Bush was the loyal cause uh, elite, okay, of the New World Order, I guess, or basically the CIA. Um, uh, He would never divulge the problem, the Bay of Pigs or the JFK assassination. That's what what Nixon was talking about. You can check this out by going to... um, uh, this is a website called jfk murdered solved uh, i'm sorry jfk murder solved dot com slash bush three okay let's check that out uh jfk murdered murder solved dot com okay slash bush um, and this is this is the this is fascinating okay, it's fascinating uh to know that um, uh, George Bush, and this is always question. There's always rumored that he was involved with, with that with the with the JFK assassination. He was there that day. He was not the uh, the head of the CIA in '63, but he was an agent for the CIA in '63. Okay, but he was also state. He was also had a uh, was involved with an oil company, okay, in Texas. Okay, but I think that was all a shadow. The, company, the Bush company was just a, a shadow for him to, as a CIA agent, to be as a cover up, you know, and because uh, he was in Texas at the time of the murder of uh, of JFK, right? and you know, oddly enough, and I, I, I wanted to mention this is uh, I forgot his first name Hinkley. But Hinckley was the assassin um, of uh, Ronald Reagan, okay? And Hinckley was connected to George Bush because Hinckley was actually uh, the son of one of George Bush's best friends. That's correct. That's correct. And though he had other obsessions and so on and so forth, it was very bizarre. But his connection to that uh, attempted murder, and he did, he he shot somebody, he shot several people, and, of course, he shot uh, Ronald Reagan uh, through the lung, and uh, he killed them. But that was associated with, now, you got to remember, George H.W. Bush was the the, um, um, uh, uh, vice president. He was Reagan's vice president, a reluctant choice that Reagan didn't really want him, didn't really trust him. And I can understand why, you know. But, you know, it just seems funny that the tie between Hinckley and George H.W. Bush turned out to be the son. He was the son of one of George Bush's very best friends. All right? Very, very strange, isn't it? All right. Now, the other thing is, is that um, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, was that not only was this a dubious action. I, I'm calling this the Bush family psychopaths. That's what I'm calling it. them. Sociopaths. These people are just murderers, man. They'll they, they do anything for power and money, and they they have. Um, there's an article I read, an interview with George W. Bush, uh, George H. W. Bush, uh, that was done by one of the major media. I, I, I was trying to find it today, and I couldn't uh, locate it. In my files, but um he actually stated to them that he, he said if the if the if the people of the United States honestly knew what uh the bush family has done to them they'd, they'd, they'd have us in prison you know we'd be in prison. He honestly said that, and this was back um i believe after after his presidency, of course uh but um you know just a just a phenomenal uh statement oh, how how bold a statement and, and George Bush was like that George H Bush was like that <coughs> he he would state things that, like the new world order you know um, i believe that George Bush was a satanist uh he worshiped you know that's what they do um he was a member of the uh, um um uh, Bohemian Grove, which are all you know Satanists, and they worship uh, they they worship the, uh, the god an owl god you know the god of uh I forgot Baal I guess it's Baal, Baal. but he, it's uh, represented as as a, as an owl you know on a statue, but it's it's a frightening 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 in depth uh, history that these this family has okay involved with with satanism involved with corruption involved with world domination involved with uh treason okay and and I mean then not only did they know the operation man, but they not only did he become vice president and then president but that son of a bitch had his son become president, you know what I mean and a governor of Texas, and you know it was just it's just like god, you know what the 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 depths of corruption and the depths of cronyism and the depths of of of, 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 of uh these families, okay? Uh the elite families, okay, the, the 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 levels of corruption that they're involved with and treason is just goes beyond. And it's not just him. I mean, you know, it's not just him. Look at the Clintons are the same way. The, the you know the the geez I mean there's so many horrible, horrible, horrible uh people in power, maybe that's what power is, but look at Trump, oh my god you know, we'll get into Trump in a little while, but when you're dealing with this kind of element, and you're dealing with this kind of insanity and this kind of corruption, and this kind of brutal uh, mentality, you you just become, you know, you you get numb, and this is why I, I kind of uh, let, me, let me preface this, because this is why I, I've become uh, uh, the sermon, sermoner of the preacher of the left, I guess. But because I, because this is what I feel, and this is what I understand, and this is what I see, and I've seen, and I've researched these for most of my life—at least fifty years of my life—I've, I've, I've researched this stuff, and uh, I've, I've interviewed some of the major, uh, uh, major uh, people in my life, uh, in my life in, in, the, in the country in the last—I uh, don't know. Uh, probably fifty years okay of research and understanding of these things uh, of the secret societies and our, and, and the, that that actually rule the world and uh, alien agendas and so on and it's like uh, Jim Mars uh, author of Jim Mars uh, one of my favorite authors and um, he wrote the first book I ever read from him was ruled by secrecy and that was back in he wrote that back in the 80s I believe and um, Uncovered every kind of all of the historic and ancient uh, um, uh, influences that we have now, and, that, and the and the 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 occult, you know, and the 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 uh, powers that the government has to control our minds and our you know everything. And it's very it's very real. I mean, it's very very real. And it's very very much there. And I've known this all along. But this is why I've since. I guess 1999, when I started my it'll be 20 years uh, next next year, uh, when I started my first television show, and then got into radio. Um, But I was doing television, and I'm doing documentaries, and doing a number of filmmaking, and um, that was a time when I realized because when I realized there was no uh, outlet for liberal thoughts, there was no there was no real outlet for um, understanding the things that I've researched, the philosophy and the, the religion and, the, you know, all the, acid, the politics that I had uh, up until that time. And of course, living and, you know, working and uh, being an American and voting and, uh, you know, following news and understanding. Uh, at the time, I had just uh, got out of the uh, real estate and finance business that I had done for 20 years. And, um uh because of the because politics not politics but because of the recessions it was just uh, it was just a, a very 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 tough time uh during that um, last uh, um, during the we we endured uh, major recessions um all through that time period, but we were able to um I'm getting off the subject now, but uh, I didn't want to. But I, but I, I just wanted to mention that these aspects of the Bush administration, okay, devastated the real estate and finance industry. Just devastated it. Because what happened was, is under under um, Reagan, it was becoming uh, uh, under. Uh, yeah, Reagan took over for. Uh, um, of uh, 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 Carter's failed policy of deregulating everything and banking and uh, everything just just got screwed up, and we were at 25 uh, percent inflation. Uh, you know, uh, during this was during in the late 70s and early 80s, gasoline prices had tripled and uh, oil prices, and, 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 and I mean the economy was in the it was in a shitter, and at the same time. You had guys like John McCain, and some people don't realize, but yes, he was a senator back then, uh, back in uh, in the '80s, and he was involved with the Savings and Loan uh, scandal. Okay, uh, where where they were, you know, it's just a long story. But um, uh, the scandal goes way back to that to that period of time where the banks were robbed. Basically, all the Savings and Loans were closed, uh, closed down, or eaten up by uh, major banks, and and uh but, I, I, but that's another story but, but the big story is, is to know that bush uh and reagan tax laws that came in in 1987 and 88 just devastated the freaking world devastated us all right uh, the the financial and, and real estate market and um the tax was uh, taxes for uh, the average american um uh, you know just just made everything prohibitive and uh and we were still floating around 10 and 15% and so on um, rates of interest, you know, for mortgage interest. Uh, you know, who the hell is paying that today? Nobody. But Bush was the catalyst and the cause for this whole damn mess in the recessions of the last. And his son, oh, Jesus, his son uh, in 2000 to 2008, those two terms, and obviously brought us into the worst horrible re- recessions we've had since the Great Depression. All right? So but let me let me just continue with this because I I, I explain I explain it a little better in this um, in this article so before I go on but I just want to say during the G H W Bush Bush's pre- pregnancy uh, pre- presidency from 1988 to 1992 the country fell into deep recession. He pardoned all involved with the Iran-Contra affair. I don't know if anybody remembers that, but Iran-Contra, where we were selling uh, arms to um, to Iran, all right, at the time, okay? And, and the Contra, which, uh, it, it just check out Iran-Contra affair before I get involved with it too deeply. But uh, he pardoned all of that that were involved, okay, including uh, Colonel North who uh, was running the whole thing, right. and continued support of right-wing death squads in South America. That's correct. And began the Gulf War against Kuwait defeated, and defeated Saddam Hussein's invasion. However, he left Saddam in power in Iraq, who was later destroyed and, ex- and executed by G.W. Bush, his son. The, fraud, the, 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 the Bush administration also sold chemical weapons to Iraq during their war with Iran. That's right. Bush sold chemical weapons okay, to be used on Iran. The Bush senior legacy is nothing more than, a, than that of an embedded elite in the U.S. government who was involved in the worst policies and scandals of the late 20th century. And his father was involved with the rise of Nazism and fascism in Germany and in the U.S. G.H.W. Bush was also the founder of the Carlyle Group, okay, which is still existing uh, and, in existence. And uh, along with his former cabinet members, and believe it or not, Osama bin Laden's brother. That's correct. I'm not lying. This is we can look this up. It's all real. The Carlyle Group is one of the world's largest weapons dealers, responsible for sales of weapons to every country in major conflicts. Most of those conflicts are instigated by the U.S. and CIA involvement. The brain-dead policies and presidency of GHW Bush. Jr., okay, declared a war, he was actually declared a war criminal by international courts, okay, he still has warrants out for his arrest, he can't leave the country, mirrored the failings of his father and magnified them several hundred times in calamity, deception, destruction and corruption, the Bush family and their many cohorts are trying desperately this week to fumigate the stench of their sickening odor of corruption, failure and treason and disinfect the history of the present and past Republican Party of their cruel, inhumane and corrupt national and international policies and presidents. Folks, I'm not kidding you when I say this, okay? This is for real. <laughs> uh, um. I thought i would uh read this to uh, this one now this this ass, actually this essay i wrote back in 19 uh 19 yeah i wrote this essay back in um december i'm sorry february of 2012 okay and i and i reprinted it because it was um uh <sighs> I was I was shocked actually when I when I saw it. When I, when I went back into my archives to York, look for what I wrote about Bush back then. But it uh in 2012 I posted this essay and um in February and it's called the problem with republicans. Okay, that was the name of it. Okay. And it's on my website. I published it on December 1st of this year. I republished. I re um, I I upgraded it. But and now it's it's actually remembering George H. w. Bush, the disaster of his presidency and Republican rule during his time and power and I think what was most fascinating the most fascinating thing about this article and you know it, it, this was written what six years ago, yeah six years ago, and uh lots happened in the last six years you yeah. uh, know but um. Uh, uh it relates to the reagan years it relates to the republican party at uh in two thousand and twelve actually you know and and beyond and it show it mirrors i was very surprised to show that it mirrors the exact same um uh, 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 uh type of administration type not- administration, a type of senate the type of republican the republican party Never has not changed since then Okay, they've gotten intensively worse But I, I think it's important That I read this It's not a very long article But I, I wanted to read it just, just to make the point That nothing has changed since I wrote this And prior to this, of course But nothing has changed since I wrote this Except we have a different name uh, For the president But we're still going through the same Horrors and problems That we've had with the Republican Party uh, in, in charge they had a Republican majority in uh, 2012. During the Reagan years, Americans became optimistic that we could overcome our recessionary problems by listening to the speeches of Ronald Reagan and became deluded into believing again in the American dream of anyone has a chance to be rich in America. Reagan's policy of trickle-down economics didn't make sense to most knowledgeable economic, economists lending institutions weren't lending and were brooded with delinquent mortgages and foreclosures brought about by the savings and loan scandals and the onset of new interstate banking and the deregulation of the banking industry that was by um, um, uh, Jimmy Carter all hell broke loose in the public banking sector under the average pragmatic American homeowner until the average pragmatic American homeowner took matters into his own hands and began to lend buyers the equity in their own homes, also at the tremendous rate of interest depositors were receiving on their savings account accounts. The average middle-class American managed to do well. Now, just as an aside, I was a real estate broker back in those days, and I'll finance a broker as well. And so, and we found that I found that um, that. You know, at, at the at the height of, of of the insanity, I mean, we were at twenty one percent adjustable rate loans in, in nineteen uh, uh, mortgages, rather in nineteen in eighteen in nineteen eighty in eighty one, honestly, and uh, when when uh, when uh, at the end of uh, Carter's term and uh, the beginning of uh, um, Ronald Reagan's, so. What I'm trying to get at is that we actually—I was actually creating mortgages for people against the equity in their properties, okay, uh, for them, okay, writing up the the, the agreements and um, and then they, their lawyers would look it over, but they would actually lend. Um, uh, if, if, if take take somebody, let's say who owned their house outright, an older couple, they didn't need all the money right away. They were going to Florida or something. They had plenty of savings, and they could actually legitimately lend okay um the down payment or lend a uh, or the or the entire amount of their property uh, the mortgage uh, to well let's say uh, on our, back in those days a house was on uh a hundred and fifty thousand dollars okay or two hundred thousand dollars. They could honestly have lent uh you know maybe a hundred and eighty of that two hundred all right, and lend it at a rate that they chose if they wanted ten uh, percent was a great rate for a mortgage, a wonderful rate back then it was a crazy rate now, but you know, it was crazy then too, but considering it was at twenty one percent adjustable, you know the rate of interest that you they were getting on their mortgages uh, or they could they could get ten twelve uh or thirteen percent adjustable rate. Uh, not adjustable rate, a fixed rate for the buyer, and the buyer would take it because it was so much cheaper than going to a bank you know what i mean Cause, you know because it half is half half the value or half the uh half the mortgage price, but it would balloon in five years, so in other words they would could could either refinance it or uh go to a bank and refinance it depending on what the what the terms were but uh it worked out wonderfully for the uh homeowner and for the seller. Okay, for the buyer and the seller, but the banks didn't like that very much because they were losing out. Okay, so what happened was, is, is during that time, banks were forced to bring the rates down. Okay, because buyers and sellers were making their own deals, you know, and uh, so they uh, they did. But let me just, I'm just saying this because just to explain what what did happen. And uh, why uh, the economy suddenly changed and became, you know, uh, and and the rates started dropping and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, all hell broke loose in the public banking sector until the average American started to write his own stuff, all right? Write his own mortgages, <laughs> um, and they 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 were getting good rates of deposit. If then, it then came to pass in the in the in the first year of the presidency of, a, of the attempted assassination. I'm sorry, it then came to pass in the first year of his presidency, the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. That was right in the first year, folks. He got shot. All right. Also, Congress established the Resolution Trust Company, that was the first major financial industry bailout at the American taxpayer, uh, by the American taxpayer. Whereby all junk properties in the books of major banks were unloaded onto the taxpayer under the banner of the Resolution Trust Corporation, and auctioned off or refinanced in the very favorable terms to buyers at one half or one quarter of their original value, or a mortgaged amount. That's right. You had a if you if if you had a foreclosure, or if the bank had a foreclosure that was a uh, hundred thousand dollars, right? Uh, they they would give it away. You know, if I, if it's somebody were offer $25,000 for it, then they'd give it to them. I know, because I I bought stuff and I sold stuff uh, that way, but from the Resolution Trust Corps, the American government. All right. A lot of people made a lot of money at that time, and a lot of people lost a lot of money uh, shortly after the Bush taxes. That's right. Um, and I'll explain that a little more. But... Um, the banks were uploaded upon the taxpayer and under the banner of the Resolution Trust. All right. uh, savvy investors took advantage of this Republican-sponsored free for all and established large real estate equity firms, many of whom a few years later, by 1989, went bankrupt. Many CEOs of these firms, uh, banks, presidents, and commercial lending officers served actually served jail terms. This massive collapse of a booming real estate market was brought about by the Reagan tax cut of 1987, which targeted all equity earnings of the average homeowner and the capital gains earned on the real estate and booming stock market. These new uh, taxes were used to refinance the massive government debt created by Reagan and the Congress that inflated military spending by nearly $1 trillion uh, within the first four years of Reagan. And Republican rule. This inflated the ballooning markets and brought about a stock market crash in October 1987 and a subsequent real estate crash in 1988 and 1989. By the end of Reagan's second term, the uh, United States was, uh, um, by the end of Reagan's second term, right? the United States was brought into another deep recession and lasted until the early 1990s and ended shortly after the election of a Democratic president, Bill Clinton, in 1992. Right. In 1988, George H.W. Bush was elected as um, president and, again, increased uh, taxes to pay for his new Gulf War, uh, first Gulf War, which was the first defeat for Saddam Hussein and the beginning of two decades of American Middle East involvement in unwinnable wars. The first Gulf War was not a war. It was a rumble where few American lives were lost, yet billions of new taxpayer money were spent on increasing the wealth and influence of American defense contractors. The one reprieve from war and financial irresponsibility uh, Americans had was during the two terms of Bill Clinton, a Democratic president. Who managed to keep the country out of major military campaigns, balanced the federal budget, and revived the economy until, under the, uh, sorry, under the uh, Republican held Congress, impeached him, uh, uh, and uh, with attacks on his marital infidelity, which forced him to lie in, uh, in a cover-up. Uh, and eventually ended his second term in disgrace. His two terms in office created one of the most successful U.S. decades of the 20th century In 2000 with the uh, election of G.W. Bush and the onslaught of fundamental Christian republicanism, we entered the decade of complete and utter failure. (laughs) That's right, folks 90s were horrible for everybody Horrible, horrible years Years Um, hang on a second. Um, ballot pledges left by Bill Clinton was immediately destroyed. Immediately destroyed by G.W. Bush and his Republican cohorts, as well as the cowardly Democrats who were bullied by Bush and his Republican majority into giving away trillions of taxpayer dollars to the wealthiest one percent of taxpayers and unprecedented tax reduction. Doesn't that sound familiar, folks? <laughs> it just happened, right? And billion-dollar tax subsidies to oil and energy firms, and the repeal of numerous Democratic-imposed EPA regulations controlling air and water. Uh, quality, and the production of coal, oil, and gas. Um, the Republicans under G.W. Bush destroyed America. Now, this is not the father. This is the son. The son absolutely freaking destroyed us, All right, Got us into two horrible wars. Um, the Republican under G.W. Bush destroyed America, and now we're trying to finish the task by blocking any major Democratic program that will bring back life to the crippled American economy. Instead, Republicans would force millions of Americans into poverty and deny them um, unemployment benefits, food stamps, fuel assistance, or medical insurance. And this is true, folks. This was is, this is all happening then. And even though Obama was, was president then, he was fighting this Republican Congress. All right? Uh, and Senate, they we had they had they had a majority then. All right. um, this is just a brief summary of the marvels of Republican rule for the last three decades. And that this was remember, I wrote this uh, six years ago. So, but the now and now we are faced with the 2012 elections, whereby we are um, witnessing in disgust and soulless nature of Republicans and their ruthless commitment to their tyrannical and greed driven policies of the four remaining Republican presidents can't show, I'm sorry of the four remaining Republican presidential candidates now being considered, none of them have the compassion, genius, or leadership abilities to lead the, the us out of its free fall into oblivion. the um, the Democrats under Obama. Obama's presidency, have not led either and seem committed to continuing with their weak need approach to not fighting the Republican menace and allowing all Democratic gains made in the country since Franklin, Delano Roosevelt to be destroyed by the selfishness, greed and ignorance of the Republicans. Democrats conceded to the Republicans two stolen elections, the stripping of the Constitution and allowed the United States to... to uh, to default and stagnate and let the American people fall into the abyss of poverty and joblessness without any serious outcry of anger. Democrats have no leadership, no concern for future generations of Americans and have accepted the Republicans callous inconsideration for the dignity of the American people and the basic human rights of people in other countries that are murdered or tortured at the hands of American soldiers. Now, again, I, I must say, This was written in 2012. Uh, Different premise. It's been six more years of craziness since I wrote this. The Republicans elected officials in Washington and throughout the country and state and local governments are not what the United States needs or wants. We cannot afford another four years of incompetent and cruel leadership. The Republican method of government has completely failed. Yet millions of Americans believe there is something to be saved from it, and continue to vote for despicable and hapless candidates like Newt Gingrich and Rick Santorum, or more, or hope that an unemployed billionaire like Mitt Romney, on a lifelong pursuit of for presidential office and ultimate power, have the ability to lead them in their president. As a president, back in the, back in 2012, there were the, those were the. Three of the Republican candidates for running for president. Uh, all but all wicked, all wicked. And uh, the absurdity of their com- commitment to these feeble candidates is proof of the irrelevancy of the Republican thinking. The, ca- the weakness and incompetence of the Democrats have proven to the American people that they too are unable to pull the United States out of its freefall into destruction. Unless the Democrats immediately gain integrity, courage, and leadership, a Republican nightmare candidate will win the presidency by default. And you know what, folks? It did. We got it again. No, I mean, Obama won, and I was grateful for that. But uh, in in 2012, he won won in 08 and, and again in 2012. But overall, considering... Um, what there is, that, that we had a Republican uh, majority in both House and Senate, like we do, like we have now, and that they reelected. Uh, okay, that, 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 they, that we wound up electing Trump in this in this campaign. Back uh, now, this back in 2012, we were in the midst of. Uh, you know, we were we were uh, voting for. Uh, for Obama. Most of uh, this country voted for Obama. Even though the Republicans they just couldn't put up anybody good. That's why they lost. They didn't have anybody good for um you know, Rick Santorum. Oh God. A, a moron. And then you get uh, and then you get uh, Newt Gingrich, who turned out to be a piece of work. You don't hear about Newt anymore for some reason. He's not defending Trump anymore. And because uh, uh, Trump is gone <laughs> and uh, uh and then you know, you have, um, um, uh, and then you had Mitt Romney, who just kind of evaporated toward the end. Um, you know, didn't do much campaigning uh, toward the end. In fact, I remember Donald Trump uh, you know, calling him a, a you know a loser. You know, he was a loser, and uh, even though he had he had given him money and supported his candidacy, uh, Romney uh, he really he really tore into Romney, uh, and. Uh, and Romney never really forgave him for that. But the um but what I, what I was going to say is I think I've proven enough of the nightmare that we've been living in with uh, George W Bush and uh, and the Bush legacy. But what I wanted to do, and I hope you go to my website and read these articles that are there, um uh, right in the, right on the front pages. Um but um lastillshow.org. And I'd like to, uh, before I go, tonight I wanted to uh, talk about a couple more things, uh, just to reiterate my uh, hatred for the Republicans, and uh, I call them the rebugs. But uh, and my and my uh, and what and some of the stuff that George Bush uh, actually did, uh, was responsible for, as far as as, as the. Um, um, destruction, destruction, and, and contamination of 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 two different countries. You know, uh, or definitely the contamination of Iraq. W. Bush complicity in the 1991 Highway of Death Mass 1991 Highway of- cited around the world on anniversaries Of this war uh, So not only was George H.W. Bush Considered a war criminal But George W. Bush Was an even bigger war criminal Like father like son Right yeah. Amazing um, Amazing I want to give testimony She says on what are Called the highways of death These are the two uh, Kuwaiti roadways um, littered with remains of 2,000 mangled Iraqi military vehicles and the charred and dismembered bodies of tens of thousands of Iraqi soldiers who were withdrawing from Kuwait on February 26th and 27th, 1991, in compliance with UN resolutions. U.S. planes trapped the long convoy by disabling vehicles in the front and at the rear and then pounded the resulting traffic jams for hours. It was like shooting fish in a barrel, said one U.S. pilot. The horror is still there to see. On the inland highway to Basra is uh, mile after mile of burned, smashed, and shattered vehicles of every description, tanks, Uh, armored cars, trucks, autos, you know, everything. And uh, according to the March 18, 1991, Time magazine, on the 60 miles of coastal highway, Iraqi military um, units sit in gruesome repose. Scorched skeletons of vehicles and men alike, black and awful under the sun, says the Los Angeles Times, uh, March 11, 1991, well, 450 people survived the Inland Road bombing to surrender. This was not the case with the 60 miles of Coastal Road. There were 60 miles. Every vehicle was strapped and bombed. Every windshield is shattered. Every tank is burned. Every truck is riddled and shell fragments. No survivors are known or likely. The cabs of trucks were bombed so much that they were pushed into the ground, and it's impossible to see if they contain drivers or not. And windshields were melted away and huge tanks were reduced to shrapnel. Even in Vietnam I didn't see anything like this. It's pathetic, said Major Bob Nugent, an army intelligence officer. This one sided carnage, this mass this racist mass murder of Arab people occurred while White House spokesman Marilyn Fitzwater, um promised that the U.S. and its coalition partners would not attack Iraqi forces leaving Kuwait. This is surely one of the most heinous war crimes in contemporary history. The Iraqi troops were not even driven out of Kuwait by U.S. soldiers, as the U.S. administration maintains. They were not retreating in order to regroup and fight again. In fact, they were withdrawing. They were going home, responding to orders issued by Baghdad. Uh, announcing that it was complying with Resolution 660 and leaving Kuwait. At 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Baghdad Radio announced the Iraq foreign minister had accepted the Soviet ceasefire uh, proposal and had issued the order of all Iraqi troops. Um, and uh, with positions held before August 2, 1990, in compliance with U.N. resolution, blah, 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 blah. But Bush reacted, calling Hussein's announcement an outrage and a cruel hoax. <laughs> we'll look carefully. Yeah. You know, uh, there's no evidence as that Iraq Army is withdrawing. Is what Fitzwater said. Iraq's units are continuing to fight. We continue to prosecute the war. Uh, on the next day, February 26, 1991, Saddam Hussein announced on Baghdad radio that Iraq troops had indeed begun to withdraw from Kuwait, and that the withdrawal would be complete that day. Again. Bush reacted, calling Hussein's announcement an outrage and a cruel hoax. It's amazing, guys. Um, Eyewitness Kuwaiti's attest that the withdrawal began the afternoon of February 26, 1991. Baghdad Radio announced at 2 a.m. that they were doing this and so on. This is an announcement there, but I just wanted to mention, I, I don't have time, we're just about done, but uh, uh, part of this says the Washington Post says that senior officers with the U.S. Central Command in Riyadh became worried that what they saw was a growing public perception that Iraqi forces were leaving Kuwait voluntarily and that the U.S. pilots were bombing them mercilessly, which was the truth. So the U.S. government says the Post played down the evidence that the Iraqi troops were actually leaving Kuwait. U.S. field commanders gave the media of uh, carefully drawn an inaccurate picture of the vast changing events the idea was to portray Iraq's cl- claimed withdrawal as a fighting retreat ra- made necessary by heavy armed military pressure uh, remember when Bush came to the Rose Garden and said, it, said that he would not accept Saddam Hussein's withdrawal that was part of it too and Bush was involved in this cover up the statement was uh, followed uh, quickly by a televised military briefing from Saudi Arabia to explain that Iraq forces were not withdrawing, but were being pushed from the battlefield. In fact, tens of thousands of Iraqi soldiers around Kuwait had begun to pull away more than 36 hours before Allied forces reached the capital and Kuwait City. They did not move under any immediate pressure from Allied tanks and infantry, which were still miles from Kuwait City. So you know this whole thing was a lie, and they murdered 2,000, 2,000, murdered 2,000 troops, Iraqi troops, who were withdrawing, under UN UN resolutions. So I want to end this tonight just by saying, you know, let me in the words of um, Theodore Roosevelt, who uh, was a great president, I guess, someone who said that, patriotism means to stand with the country. It does not mean to stand with the president. I thought that made sense. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I guess I'm going to leave you with that. I, I want to thank everybody, but uh, let me leave you with a word from uh, Ali, who was it was out it was it was out there. He was the uh, writer, survivor, Holocaust survivor. And, a Romanian-born American, Jewish writer, professor, uh, political activist, Nobel laureate, and Holocaust survivor. He said, always take always take sides. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor, never the tormented. And that's why I do my show, folks. That's why everybody talks and protests and does things. And, uh, Oh, before I go, well, one one good news thing. Redskins consider signing Colin pa- Ka- Ka- Kaepernick. That's right. It sounds like he's going get to get a new job. The, the Washington Redskins gonna look like they're going to hire him. That's good. He deserves it. Okay. So, anyway, um, I'll talk to you next week. Um, oh, by the way, before I do, uh, I wanted to mention that um, – um, i want to, i wanted to mention that um uh, uh, uh my guest coming up on wednesday night, we're gonna start our wednesday night programs again, but at seven o'clock um uh, uh patrick uh, and, uh andendal, patrick endendahl okay he's the writer of deliverance from uh stupid Party land <laughs> which is uh, esoterical but a uh, very interesting book on uh, on American uh, The two party system And the craziness that, that we live under So uh, Okay So anyway I want to thank everybody And uh, again uh, Hope you enjoyed the sh- the, the sermon <laughs> Today And uh, Hope that you will um, be Join me again On Wednesday night And uh, I believe Lila will be with me then and again, on uh, next, next Sunday, of uh, my new <laughs> sermon. <laughs> All right, so I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me.